What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to Down to the Wire. I'm your host, Brian Costa, and today I have yet another exciting interview for you guys. On this episode today, I am turning to baseball once again, as today I am welcoming in a very special guest of mine. I've known him for a good amount of time now, and I'm really excited to have him on the show today. Uh, he is versed in many different areas of the game of baseball, from whether it be from playing, scouting, and coaching. Uh, we're going to get to all of that today. So without any further ado, please welcome to the show, the coach of the LNM College Prospect Baseball Program, Coach Idris Liasu, better known as Coach E. Coach, how are you doing today? Hey, thank you for having me on, Brian. It's, uh, it's been exciting to um, get an opportunity to be on your podcast. I look forward to getting into this. It's been going all right. Um, Christmas was great. Um, we had an opportunity to celebrate it together as a family. Everybody's doing well. Um, so far, um, it's been crazy out there right now. Um, yeah. Rhode Island's been kind of hot, but um, <laughs> everything else is is getting back to normal on our, from our family side. Um, we're just trying to stay healthy and make sure we keep our community safe. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for everything that ha happened over the Christmas season. Hopefully things can stay safe in your area as well. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, I ended up getting the opportunity to work with Coach E over uh, – over this uh, last summer as his social media uh, kind of guy. I was, you know, running the Instagram at times, doing little things here and there, doing some player interviews. It was a really great opportunity. And I really, th I really thanked him for uh, giving me that, giving me that opportunity this, this summer. It was an amazing, uh, amazing thing to be able to do. And I'm really glad to be able to talk with him today. Cause uh, man, just as, as a baseball individual, he is incredible on the, on what he's been able to bring to the table. But coach, I'll get into I'll get into some of your coaching stuff later on in the episode. But I kind of want to take things back to your playing days and how you kind of got started with baseball in general. So uh, for, uh, for a lot of people, I kind of wonder, when did this love for the game first really start with you? How did you kind of fall in love with the game of baseball? Well, it was kind of weird. Um, it actually came through failure. <laughs> um, okay. I, I, I had an opportunity. Um, not many people know. Um, I'm a kid that came up from California. Um, I moved out here when I was um, about eight years old. Um, I really didn't play too much baseball in California. I did a little t-ball. Um, then we moved into Rhode Island. Um, my mom got an opportunity to be closer to her family and be part of um, the um, Rhode Island um chapter of, of Liasu's and, and Dowdy members. And when, when I came out here, um, we, she put me into a school um, named, called St. Pius. I went there for kindergarten, first grade. Um, at that time, I had opportunity to, as most kids, play a lot of pickup, um, wiffle ball in, in the school, a lot of pickle. Um, we, we had a great time in the gym. Um, I went to a tryout um, for like the local T-ball little league. Um, it was in Elmhurst um, at the time. And mm -hmm. I didn't make um, the major team, which I shouldn't have made it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted a cool Red Sox jersey. And unfortunately, I was put on like the, um, the A's. Um, okay. Being a Cali guy, I should have been excited to get the Oakland A's jersey, but... For me, I was like, oh, man, I didn't want, want that. 
You wanted the Red Sox jersey. <laughs> I wanted the Red Sox jersey because everybody else had Red Sox hats and Red Sox gear. Um, oh, nice. And, and um, so I played. I played one season there, um, and that was actually pretty fun. Um, it was like it was like a fall um, little league, actually. Um, okay, nice. That following spring. Um, um, we moved um, to North End side, and I went to Wanskit um, Boys and Girls Club, and there were signs and um, promotional pamphlets given out to families about Little League signups. Um, I took an interesting role from there. Um, I did not go to tryouts, uh, <laughs> and uh, there was a gentleman named Arthur Bonatti who was a gym director, and he was a... a professional baseball player. He had played for many years. Um, he was a switch hitter. Um, and that's where I got the love of switch hitting from. Um, oh, yeah? From Arthur. Um, he, um, God bless his soul. He, he passed away in, um, in 90, 98. Um, uh, he, he had a great life. He was about 82 years old when he passed. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So Arthur had took me under his wing. Um, a lot of wiffle balls to me because you know in the gymnasium you can't hit hard balls um, yeah <laughs> uh, he kind of helped refine my swing on the right side and helped me develop a swing on the left side um and that following um yeah i ended up trying out for the local little league ended up doing well got drafted pretty high um and played in north end for a couple years um and then went off to play um, at Babe Ruth in Rhode Island. Um, Providence Babe Ruth was pretty aggressive. Um, I actually was one of the few young kids that was able to play yeah. earlier in their life. I played at like 12 when most kids were 13. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, and had an opportunity to play. Um, Luigi, the, um, the president at the time, um, gave my mom an opportunity to let me play because they knew me from the area. I was, mm -hmm. I was a as you can see me as on the field, I was even worse as a kid. I was a pest. <laughs> I, I wouldn't get off the field. You know, I'd stay oh, on geez. it for, for hours, uh, playing home run derby, um, <laughs> doing ground balls. It was, it was, I just loved being at the yard. Um, yeah. I grew up with a single mom. Um, so me and my friends get an opportunity to um, play and hang out and, and do productive things um, made me uh, a really big baseball fan and and it gave me a lot of excitement to be able to do that so I met I made a lot of cool uh, relationships through baseball at a young yeah. age and and it, it was one of the few outlets that kept me out of trouble other than the boys and girls club uh, <laughs> that, that's boys and girls club had a lot more restraints on me um I had I had to do a lot more things um to be part of the Boys and Girls Club fraternity. <laughs> um, so baseball gave me a little more freedom to just do my own thing and and hang out and make um, some cool lifetime friends. That's actually real. That's actually really cool. So uh, you you talked about uh, you talked about Arthur as one of those key guys that was able to help you out in your development. Uh, were who were some other individuals that could be maybe coaches, some teammates, some mentors of you of yours that really helped you when you really understood the game of baseball better and you know right. kind of got more into it? Who were some mentors and individuals who really helped you elevate your craft? Well, there was a, a, a big group of. Um, mentors for me um, yeah one of my biggest would be when I got to about 
like I said, I was a big pest in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, Providence College yeah. was really popping and going heavy um, when I was um, young. Uh, that was right before they got rid of Providence College baseball program. Um, so Coach Costi was the head coach at Providence College at the time. Um, he knew my background. He knew my mom. Um, I was at the field every day. I would ride my bike there, and that's incredible. We would we would we would just hang out and watch practice. Um, I was there so much. He made me the bat boy. He was just like, "Hey, come into come into um, come into dugout," and I, he had me hanging around with the guys, and and they actually helped form my development. Um, that's he, amazing. He actually brought me into um, some of his different uh, winter workouts that he held. Um, I was able to have kind of a open branch to coming to all practices. Um, he took a job in Maine um, and Coach Hickey, Charlie Hickey, who's the head coach now at Central Connecticut, um, um, took over as the head coach at Providence College and he kept that going for me as well. Um, afforded me the opportunity to come and train with them and work out with them. Um, Hickey was probably one of the big pieces for me because not only did he allow me to do the baseball thing, he actually opened my eyes to like um, what it means to be mentally tough uh, because I got to see how he ran his army, literally ran his army. <laughs> uh, he ran his program like it was a service um, academy. Um, the guys were very militant with their training. Um, they did a lot of miles. They did a lot of strength and conditioning. Um, they put in a lot of sweat equity into becoming a really, really sound oiled machine. And uh, being around that just like opened my eyes so much to like, wow, the possibilities are endless if you work hard. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest things that he had showed me was if you work hard, you can achieve anything. Absolutely. I mean, I can already, I, I can definitely tell from what you have within your program now, it's definitely something that you can set to see parallels between. Uh, what I kind of wonder is for yourself, then uh, you talked about mental toughness. What was maybe one of the tougher aspects that, that uh, you had to uh, learn and adapt with uh, as you were kind of uh, going up and you know dealing with that army, as you like to, uh, as, as you put it, what was maybe one of the more difficult things that you had to deal with uh, with them? and like kind of getting ready for that. Right, um, so growing up in Providence, it, our resources and our reach to certain things that most kids wouldn't have was a little different. Um, okay. We had to be creative. Um, my mom was a, an amazing mom. She provided me opportunities that I probably wouldn't have had if she didn't believe in sports and um, keeping me out of trouble. Um, so she involved me in a couple of different um, select teams. I played for the Rhode Island Sultans, which was a premier um, baseball team that okay. was based off of um, high-end college kids. Um, I'm sorry, inspiring college baseball players, um, but mostly like all staters. There was guys like Brian Beach, um, Jason Henderson, um, Chris, um, we had a, a catcher by the name of Vega um, that went to St. Ray's. Um, okay. We had some weapons um, that played some really high-end baseball when they went to college. Um, and I was able to be part of that group. Um, Coach 
Um, I can't say enough, enough about um, Mike Quello because um, he didn't have to take on a little kid from Providence um, in the city to be part of that uh, group. Uh, but he brought me in because he knew the love that I had for the game and had me around that when I was a freshman. Um, and that really helped me out immensely. Um, and I said the reason that my love of baseball enhanced so much was because I had failure. Um, this was probably the first time in my life where I didn't do well. Like mm. it came so natural to me, but then I went to that field. I learned how to adapt. Um, I, I was an infielder, middle infielder, catcher, um, growing all the way up. I was wow. sent to right field on that team. Um, just because those guys were just that much better. And I was just not that strong at that time. Mm -hmm. um, I also batted like ninth and 10th in the lineup, mm -hmm. um, which yeah. I wasn't accustomed to doing. Um, I, I, I typically batted, um, I batted first, second, third in my lineup everywhere I played. Um, then, I, then I had to figure out how to survive on that field because that was probably the first time I actually saw high velocity for me. I was seeing guys that were throwing 80 to 85. And how do I put the ball in play? How do I, how do I get on base? How do I manufacture? How, when I get on base, how do I not be scared to steal a bag? Like things yeah. have changed for me on that big field, playing against the older guys. It, it actually molded me into becoming a, a, a tougher player and refining the little intricacies of what I'm trying to do with the game. Absolutely. Um, so. There's there's a huge adjustment that that a lot of guys have to go to, especially when you see guys finally throwing 80, 85, and it's like, wow, like like yeah. it, 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 like like <laughs> different. people don't like it was different. It, there is like it's it like for some reason just like like I obviously not obviously not exactly, but seventy nine and then eighty, it just something just ha happens when when you start when you start seeing that eight on that uh on on the uh, radar gun, some it just uh, it starts to feel a little more real. Yeah, it gets on you a little differently. Yeah, absolutely. So, it, it, and you kind of have to learn and adapt a little bit more, which right. is which is something that's uh, which is something you kind of have to do. Uh, I guess then, uh, obviously, I, I I looked in your bio and you were able to play at at least a little bit in college and get some get some experience there. Yeah. I guess what I I guess what I kind of wonder is I've talked to a bunch of athletes about this. Uh, some of some of yours actually I've spoken to about this. Uh, I did an interview with uh, Sean Burke uh, back during the summer and I talked to him about this and I I asked him I was like I was like well when did it click for you that you might be able to play in college? And he ended up saying. Well, I was about nine and I hit one out of a little league field uh, and I like hit one like, you know, 50 feet over the wall. And he was like, that was probably a good that was probably a good time where I was like, OK, I might have a shot at this. I was like, OK, right. fair enough. But for you, uh, were you kind of did you consider yourself more of a late bloomer or did you kind of know a little bit earlier than most that you might have a chance to play, uh, you know, you know, in college and have a chance at that? Yeah, I was actually a pretty good athlete in high school. I played yeah. um, at, at one time I was doing four sports at once. I was doing cross country, football. Um, I didn't go to cross country practice. I would just show up for the minutes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, football. Um, thank you, Miss Lima, for hooking me up with that, <laughs> allowing me to leave um, um, cross country to do football. Um, yeah. Then I played basketball and baseball. And yeah, they I played at Mount Pleasant High School, which was probably the reason why um, I am today a baseball coach. Um, mm -hmm. That gave me my first opportunity to actually coach. Uh, JV coach um, had gotten hurt, and 
um, our interim JV coach, Coach Coleman, um, never really coached baseball before. Mm -hmm. um, and I was a varsity starting um, infielder for my team and Coach Coleman needed help. And I was excited to be able to teach and develop those guys. And that's amazing. Um, he gave me the, uh, the infield and he let me teach them how to bunt. Um, he allowed me to run my gamut of baseball development at uh, that was probably my sophomore year of high school. I was teaching freshmen and sophomores Jeez. how to play baseball <laughs> as a sophomore, maybe junior year. Um, that is crazy. So shout out to Coleman for hooking me up with my starting coaching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, also shout out, also shout out for being able to play four sports at once in high school. They won't even allow you to do that anymore. Nah. Like, like, it, like if you want to, like, like a kid can't be on the golf and football team at our school anymore. Like, you'll nah. get like, like you'll get like the MIA, you'll get like the MIAA all over you. It'll be like a whole like like commotion like you can't even do that anymore like i wish they'd allow you to be able to play more sports like that but uh that's because you'd miss so much practice like yeah that is the, a thing you you, the, you would divide miss is too great like my co my cross-country coach was awesome she's like you're getting your conditioning in football i don't care you want to run go ahead and run i did that <laughs> for two years and then coach hickey said e you're not putting on any weight um, you might want to you want to might want to quit playing um, um doing cross-country um and then at that time i you know, I made the decision to give up cross country and football and just focus on basketball and baseball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then for yourself, obviously, when you ended up getting more into baseball and then playing at the college level, it's something that you help a lot of kids with now. Uh, what, for a lot of kids that maybe are going into college right now uh, and going for that, what is probably the biggest adjustment that you that maybe they that they don't even realize that they have to make. Obviously you're going to see faster speeds. You're going to see more guys that were probably the stars of their teams now being able to play with you. And, you know, in college, it does narrow down a significant portion of the players that you're going to see from high school to now. Right. What is some of the, what is like one of the things that you would say a lot of kids, you know, maybe don't expect when they go off to college and see uh, and get involved in that for the first time? Well, biggest thing is level of competition. Everybody yeah. is good. <laughs> um, like, you're not the big fish in a little pond anymore. Like, yeah. I went from being a public school kid at Mount Pleasant to going to CCRI playing against um, the likes of Pedro Martinez's nephew. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> came in from Dominican Republic, Oliver Arias. And he was a right-handed pitcher that had some really good stuff. Um, we had six guys drafted on our junior college team my freshman year. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> um, we hit over um, 96 home runs that year as a ball club. So I came in thinking I was good and realized real fast that I'm not very strong. Um, mm -hmm. And that was the biggest piece that I had to make to my game was just getting stronger and, yeah. and not letting and not letting the, the pace of the game eat me up. You know, it's it's not it's not that it was too fast. It was more that the timing was very fast. Yeah. So like the, you just had to be on time with everything that you did. Um, and that whole fall, that was like the biggest growing uh, moment for me. Um, the coolest thing that I could say about um, college was it gave you a lot of freedom to figure out stuff. Yes. Um, I learned how to um, become a better player. I was a lot better student in college than I was in high school. Um, high yeah. school, I truly got by by being a kind person and being very social. 
college, you're kind of a social security number. You got to get your work done and and do what you need to do to um, stay eligible on the field. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, I had that free time and CCRI gave us a lot of support and our coaches made us do study hall. And, you know, um, there was a lot of commitment that it took to play college baseball. Um, yeah. People don't realize the hours you have to put in the study hall, the weight room time you have to put in and the practice time that you have to put in. On top yeah. of trying to build relationships with kids that are trying to take your spot every day or you're trying yeah. to take someone else's spot every day, <laughs> yeah. um, you know. Absolutely. I mean, for, for yourself, you talked about having to, you know, you, had, you talked about having to uh, gain strength and, and get more power later on uh, as you moved into college. What was, how, how did you end up uh, getting to do that? Like, what was, like, what was your regimen like when, you know, you, when you realized, okay, I have to do this. Like, how did you go about overcoming this obstacle? So I was blessed. Um, my, my high school coach, um, Guglielmo um, really gave me the foundation on how to be a runner. Um, so I, I knew a lot of stuff from doing um, baseball yeah. with him because he was an explosive, explosive runner and he taught me how to move. Uh, we had a lot of team speed. Um, I wasn't the strongest kid. So I ended up, um, like I said, my mom provided me a lot of resources to be able to do this. Um, and it's so weird how life works. Um, one of my teammates um, went to a guy by the name of Andy and it's called Big Man's Gym. Um, mm-hmm. In his basement, it was a hole in the wall, but um, that guy took me under his wing and put on some weight on me. He taught me <laughs> how to, he taught me how to lift. He taught me how to eat better. Um, and you know, I loved working, so I was a worker. So yeah. it almost been like an extension of my um, second home. Um, I'd go to practice at CCRI after that. I just get in my car and get to the gym, um, go home, do homework, and do it all over again. I did that for like a, a three years. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I thank my teammate Rob Reyes um, for really introducing me to him because he didn't have to give me um, his contact info and, and help me in that process. Um, so I'm forever tied to um, Big Man's Gym because of Rob and and big man gave me some great values that I use today. That's amazing. So obviously for yourself, you were able to enjoy the perks of playing college baseball. As my dad likes to call it, he likes to call it playing bonus baseball because, uh, you know, beyond high school, nothing is ever guaranteed and you, you never really know. So for yourself, when, uh, and this is something that kind of happens for anyone, regardless of how far you make it in a baseball career or any sports career, you can make it to the heights of starting in the, in major league baseball and have a 20 year long, uh, all-star all-star studded career. But for everyone, it does eventually come to an end for some people sooner rather than, than later. When it came to yourself, when did you realize, all right, I'm probably gonna, you know, I'm probably going to end up, you know, stop playing now and I'm going to, you know, transition to a new period in my life. Like when did that, you know, become something that you had to like kind of grasp and deal with? When I started to want to coach more, like yeah. I like I started coaching um, in my junior college, like for real. Um, yeah. My my junior year of high school, I, I coached um, a couple of my little friends and peers that I coached in um, the JV team. Um, shout out to my guy Arthur um, Nato, who ran the Rhode Island Comets at the time. Um, yeah. His friend. Um, um, Bello, um, 
took me in as one of the PCD head coaches and I ran the PCD um, Connie Mack team. Um, he was the head coach on paper, but I did all the work. <laughs> um, so I had a couple of young kids that I brought over from Mount Pleasant and Central High School to play with the PCD kids and the East Providence kids. And we really had a good run and we played some really high-end baseball um, yeah. from what we had to our um, exposal. Um, Dickman had a tremendous field at PCD um, that we were allowed to use. Um, that field was a short porch to right. So I, I really honed in on the Ahapo approach and took advantage of that 270 foot wall with my team where oh, other wow. teams were trying to launch balls to post side. We just peppered balls over the short fence the other way. Um, you love to see it. <laughs> um, so to answer your question, um, I know it was a little long winded. Oh, okay. um, I wanted to, I wanted to get into coaching, um, mm when I got to college. Um, I played at CCRI for two years. Um, and the year that I didn't go to um, my transfer fell through to Barry College um, in 2003, I ended up um, coming back to start my college coaching career. I was the I was the assistant coach at the CCRI team. I worked with the outfielders, infielders, um, and I loved it. Um, the coaches took me right under their wing, the players, um, gave me the respect that, um, that they would give every other coach. Um, they were actually uh, amazing because I did, I was so close in age that that was a challenge, but my teammates and my coaching staff didn't make it a challenge. Um, yeah. So um, I did that for um, a year. The next year, I ended up coaching. Um, sorry, the next year, I ended up going to Barry University. I'm Barry Brown. Uh, Bethany College in Kansas. Um, oh, wow. And in Lindsburg, Kansas. It's, it's uh, old Swedes, man. Those people are amazing. Um, <laughs> they really show you out out there. Um, I had a great time in college um, in Kansas. I, it was definitely a surreal moment for me being a city kid to go into to Kansas. Um, I yeah. learned a lot about myself there. And, and you, you have a lot of soul searching to do when, when you're truly by yourself. You can't just get in the car and go home. You know, yeah. just, you're out there in the middle of nowhere and you got to grind and survive. Um, That's so I went to, crazy. yeah, I went to an NAIA school um, knowing that that was my last opportunity to play baseball. They gave me a great scholarship, a great package. It was life-changing for me and my mom. And to be able to get that opportunity was um, a blessing. Um, I, I, I stayed there for three years. I did my, um, student teaching there. I actually was an education major and a, a psychology major. Uh, all things that I wanted to use for um, my my future plans. I've always knew I wanted to coach. Uh, I wanted to play the highest level of baseball I possibly could, uh, but I've always wanted to coach baseball um, at the high level. Um, yeah. I knew I knew that that was my, my thing. I've just loved it since, since yeah. I was a young kid. Yeah. So what exactly did make you just want to give back to like the next generation? What, what, what part of that was like, so like, like, what did you really like, what, what, like, how did you, ex like, what did you really value in that? Like, why did, why did it really, why did you really gravitate towards it specifically? Just cause you got into it such an early age or. Well, there's three parts to that. One yeah. was I needed something that was going to keep me in the game. Come here. Yeah. I needed something that was going to keep me in the game uh, because um, when I 
when I started to get a little older, I started to have these little things. Uh, <laughs> my guy, Noah. Um, hey, what's when up, I had Noah? Him, when I had Noah, I decided it was time to um, change the landscape of what I'm doing. And I got out of college baseball. And I, I did a little bit of um, travel training uh, and youth development. Um, that was when I started the coach E-Camps. And I saw how the teams were being ran with their local Legion teams and their local AAU and travel teams. So I said, well, there's a need here. Um, I had a couple of players come up to me and say, Coach E, if you start a team, we'll all play for you. And, wow. and that's how LNM actually became a real thing. Mm -hmm. And that came from our training group that we had for like two years. Um, yeah. And it gave me an opportunity to be one, a dad, and be around my babies. Um, <laughs> two, um, service the Rhode Island youth um, and make them a better player. And three, um, it gave me a chance to um, build relationships um, with college coaches and work at staying in the game. I didn't yeah. ever think that LNM was going to, I didn't think LNM was ever going to turn into um, the program that it was today I actually thought I was going to get back into um, college baseball uh, a few times um, and it just wasn't the right fit for what I was looking for for my family and for me um, the relocations and the jobs weren't the ideal um, situation um, yeah and then we're 10 years in now <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's incredible. You guys have been going for 10 years strong, which is incredible to see. Uh, I guess, I mean, being, I mean, starting your own baseball program, just kind of from the ground up, that's got to be, a, you know, a lot to just like do just kind of like, like getting thrown into that in 2012. What was that kind of whole experience like having to start up an entire new program? Just, you know, just kind of, I mean, you had obviously people by your side to help you, but when it came to, you know, starting a program, getting facilities in check, getting everything ready, what, like, how, how was that whole process? I was so blessed. I had um, three, three, three major pieces into my circle. One was my brother, um, the M in LNM baseball, Brad Modoon, who really um, helped me um, with the organizational side. He was with Perfect Game for many years. He's ran oh, wow, Team yeah. Connecticut. He ran about mm -hmm. two different travel teams himself. Yeah. So he gave me a, a, a good blueprint on how we're going to attack this. Um, two was Alberto Guzman and Chris D'Andino. Um, okay. Alberto Guzman was submerged in the Rhode Island baseball youth community. Um, his kid grew up through the baseball ranks with LNM. Um, he wanted to make sure that um, I had an opportunity to be able to meet the people that could help me grow. He introduced me to Chris, um, the owner of All About Sports, um, and they worked out a great deal for me to be able to go there and train. Um, and Chris has been so instrumental instrumental in helping our program grow. Uh, without his kindness and his open hands to my program, LNM probably wouldn't have been able to last the times it lasted. Um, yeah. There was a lot of tough days that he endured um, with um, things going on in his personal um, business at All About Sports, but he never let it affect my program and other people's program. He built it to service the community and 
he truly was a asset for us as well as uh, I like to call him my silent partner uh, because what he did for me was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible what you've been able to do with that program. I mean, I've been able to see it myself as my brother's been able to go through the program and he has, I mean, he's been able to have tremendous growth as I you know, in great part because of what you guys are able to provide there. I mean, I just mentioned, I mentioned earlier on the show, uh, Sean Burke, a guy that, you know, came through your program, ended up just getting drafted by the White Sox this year. You guys have been able to help a lot of people uh, and a lot of people reach their dreams of playing baseball at the next level, whether that be college or then even trying to get into the pros. How does it feel for yourself that, you know, when, when you started it up, obviously, you know, you don't really know what's going to happen, but now looking back on I knew I had an animal. I knew I had an animal. The first year we yeah. had the program, um, we had we had yeah, yeah. 12 kids um, um, get opportunities to play in college. Brian, Matt Bear went to UMass Amherst. Okay. Dylan Boyce Claire went to Millersville. Uh, Michael Courtney went to UMass Boston. Nick <laughs> Provello went to Curry College. Um, Mike um, Gallagher went to Rollins College. Neil Hart went to Roger Williams. Um, so you kind of knew from early on yeah, that you had yeah. it, that, that this was going to be a thing. I had, like- I had a high end clientele that really could play, you know, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and they wanted to train at a different level. And yeah. that's what I always wanted to be was different in the training. Like for yeah. me, training is everything. I ran it as a college prep program mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that I really valued was being yeah. able to get to the college level. It's not to knock youth baseball. It's not to knock um, high school baseball. It just takes a lot to be able to play college baseball. Yes. And most kids don't know the recipe. And mm-hmm. the recipe is simple. You put the time in, you work hard, you put your nose down, and you get one day better every day you get to the field. And yeah. if you do that, it'll take care of itself. No, it's it 100% has uh... – I can definitely see how it's been able to help so many people. I mean, I, I didn't even, I wasn't ever even on one of your teams, but I came in for lessons, I think a couple of times during my senior year. And I was, I was able to see, you know, growth in just the couple of times I came in with you. So it's incredible what you guys are able to do with your program. I mean, it really Well, is. you're a different kid, man. You were super strong and twitchy. You're, yeah. Your stuff was easy. I wish I got you earlier. I, I, I got mean, you earlier. I mean, I wish know? I did too. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I remember you, you got me in there. I had, Oh, that was a, that was a time, man. But no, nah, that was, uh, that was really good. But I'm trying to think, uh, I know for trying to shoot, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second, but no, nah, uh, getting, getting in there. Uh, I mean, you guys have been able to help a lot of people kind of just reach their potential and, and do a lot of stuff, which is amazing. And I think, I think what kind of helps with that is the, is your coaching style. I mean, I know for, uh, a lot of people nowadays, like you, like when you're, when you're coaching your guys, I can see you're honest with them about what they need to improve on. And, and you'll tell them, Hey, if something isn't right, like you'll, you'll tell them, Hey, like you need to fix this. Otherwise, like you won't be able to do this. And it's good because, but you both have, you're able to be honest with your players and tell them whether something is good or not, but you also provide them the opportunities and the resources to improve upon their game and get better. Cause you know, so typically you either see a coach that maybe won't be honest with their players. will be like, Oh, it's all right, man. You'll get there. You'll be just fine. And then they don't materialize or you see the people who will do that will be brutally honest. And then will basically just shut down emotionally on a guy. You are the perfect combo where I think you are, you're able to be, you're really able to effectively communicate with these guys and tell them where they need to improve on their game and then provide, you know, obviously the resources through all about and everything with yourself. It's amazing. 
Well, I appreciate it. And the next chapter is just getting better. Um, I don't yeah. know how much you've been keeping up with, but um, right now we partnered with Axis um, Athletic Performance, um, who is create which platform was created by um, my good friend Mike Roos with the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Um, He's the Boston Red Sox play development guy. He works their strength department, and he's he's been so instrumental in getting our guys better. I've always valued finding the right coaches, and yeah. that's been one of my biggest pieces. Uh, I've been through a lot of different um, strength coaches and seen a lot of different guys. What Mike has able to do with my group has been amazing. Um, and Mike couldn't do it alone. Um, our day-to-day -day strength coach, um, Kyle Boulier, was a former LNM alumni. Shout out Kyle, Coach B. Um, he's been killing it um, the last three and a half months with our guys. Um, and he's made our youth guys so much stronger. I'm so excited for um, the future with this youth program that we created in 2019. Um, because we we feel that youth baseball is synonymous with LM growth. If we can get that youth chapter right, everything else is going to take care of itself. Um, the earlier that I find, the earlier that I find these players and I'm able to work with them, and they put sweat equity in, the the easier their road is going to be. Um, yeah. Just think about your brother's path. He never. Um, he never. Faulted. It was hard work after hard work. He put in his time. He put in his time, and it paid off. Um, the values that he created from a young age is what is going to carry him through the dog dog days of college, where most kids come into college for the first time, having to work hard, and it takes them an adjustment period. He's yeah. going to be on the ground floor, ready to go. Like as soon as he shows up, I right, let's go. I know what to do. Like he's ready. Yeah, you know. And that's what the youth chapter is going to become before for us. Like, it's going to be our ground floor. And when they get to 13U, 14U, they're going to be ready for um, what it's going to take to get to travel baseball and really showcase yourself out. Showing out the biggest piece. Anxiety kills kids. And if the sooner that I can put them in an anxiety state and give them failure, the sooner they can grow. Yeah. They have to be able to deal with failure. And that's the one thing that I, I preach every day is if you guys can deal with failure, if you guys can deal with me bopping you on the head with, with, with failure and building you up with love and, and confidence and you can embody the work, you're going to grow. You yeah. know, uh, the tone is just a tone. The message is the key. If you can really focus on the message and really buy into the, plan and love what you do you're going to be successful absolutely coach uh it was a blast being able to talk to you about, about your coaching career before we do end up going down to the wire and finishing uh this off i do want to speak to you about uh the about the third facet of uh your baseball career and knowledge uh which is uh which was your uh, career in scouting and that was something i kind of found to be really interesting uh it kind of makes a little more sense now because i remember seeing oh you were a i i'm looking at your bio and i see oh he's a scout for the la angels and i was like very interesting move for a guy that, you know, has lived out here for his entire life. But knowing that you have that California connection, it kind of makes a little more sense. How did you kind of get into scouting and especially with the Angels? Like, how did that all come about, though? 
I'm gonna give you the short version of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I know you still got some stuff that you have on your table, Bryant. Go dogs. We're gonna see them try to get a dub today. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so my good friend um Ryan Leahy um is the was the area scout for the LA Angels in, in the this region. Okay. Um, we actually don't go to California to scout mm -hmm. players. We, yeah. we, we look at players in um, New England territory. Um, and his job was to look at kids in the um, Northeast. I okay. helped him and several other guys helped him to identify talent and give him information on players that he needed to know about. Um, I had a pretty interesting role with him uh, because me and him, I had, had an opportunity to coach with each other in the Cape for the Howitz Mariners. Um, we won the championship that year um, when I was <laughs> down in Cape. That was my my pre-retirement to college coaching. Um, um, and we had a blast working together. He was a guy that played at Boston College um, and then played pro ball. Um, and then after pro ball, went to coaching in college at the B1 level and then got into scouting um, after coaching. Um, yeah. He actually brought, called me and said, E, I need a couple of guys in that area. Um, and I, I know that you know what you're doing. And I need someone that can give me some good insight in what they see on infielders. And biggest thing is identifying the talent. Um, yeah. He, he, he allowed me to use my travel program as a platform to be able to search for the talent as well as um, see what's going on. And yeah. with the with the prospects. Um, and he yeah. also sent me some cool events. I went to the Rivalry Classic. Um, I, I went down to Fenway a few times. Uh, I went to Pawtucket to, to, to work on seeing the difference between um, high level guys and high school guys. Um, Cause you have to keep yourself fresh. Um, oh, yeah. ball is a different animal. Um, so being able to see the um, pro guys and what they look like with and how they do things with ease and then going back into the youth sector and high school sector, being able to see what intricate um, things that they can do um, from a um, ease standpoint, such as uh, throwing the ball, running, um, fielding, power potential, you know, being able to figure out um, if that kid is actually a pro was, mm -hmm. was kind of cool. You can see the high-level play. It's easy oh, to yeah. see that guy. Yeah, it's no, it, it, hard what? to see the Sean Burks. Like yeah, he's six foot one, dangly, awkward a little bit when he first started. Then he turned fifteen. He's starting to become a good athlete. Now he's dunking. Um, <laughs> then, then he becomes a freak athlete. Got strong. It's like um, six six now. Right, you know, yeah. like seeing him in high school, you didn't know what was going to happen. Like you saw him, and you was like, all right, he's got a power bat, um, but he has good stuff on the mound. And yeah. no one really knew what his role was going to be. Um, but that was a fun, fun uh, evaluation for me. I yeah, got a chance for... to write a report on him and <laughs> got a chance to write a report on a couple of my guys. And that's it, awesome. It was cool to be able to, to put them in the hat. Yeah. To be, when it comes to evaluating talent like that, obviously you've been able to see a lot of young guys through coaching and other aspects uh, growing up, obviously being involved with guys since your sophomore year of high school. So you're able to understand like the, the, the development of certain guys. Uh, obviously when there's a guy like hitting the ball, like 450 feet over the wall, it's like, okay, like that guy can probably 
play. Right. It's like, and like, there right. are certain, there are obviously certain things where you see a guy on a mound, like just like pumping 98. It's like, okay, this guy can pitch. Like, and there are like things that are obvious that like physically are obvious, but what are some other attributes that maybe not a lot of people look at that you kind of would try to look for in certain players? How he handles with his teammates, mm. how he handles with his parents, his interactions with mom when she brings him the wrong Gatorade, <laughs> how he interacts with his coaches, his work ethic. Like these things are all stuff that you have to know about a guy that's going to be in a dog, dog days of pro baseball because it's an mm-hmm. everyday thing. Yeah. Does he love it? Like, do you really love it? Like you could be good, but if you don't love it, you're a bad investment because mm-hmm. you're not going to last. You know, yeah. um, arm strength's easy. Power's easy. The heart is the hardest challenge. Heart and brain, figuring out what the kid's heart is and what his brain is. If his yeah. makeup stinks, if his makeup's amazing, if he has the makeup and he has the tools and he has what we call the if factor, which means like he just gets it, he'll, he'll be able to move levels. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Yeah. And then I guess then for kind of wrapping that up then for maybe some players that are like on the fringe that are trying to get that recognition. And as you mentioned, you mentioned some great things as to how they should handle themselves and do things like that for some of those players that maybe are trying to get noticed by people and are trying to get that validation and get recognized. What are some of the things that then you recommend, like how they handle themselves and how they do Put up numbers, man. Yeah. Straight up, put up numbers in college, put up <laughs> numbers in high school. Um, to today's a special day and age, like yeah. you can get signed on social media. Like put out your content, ride or die with what you believe in. Mm-hmm. Go out there and sell yourself. Yeah. If you think that you're a pro, there's so many events that pop up. Go down to one of those private independent workouts. There's basically teams there all the time. Yeah. Show up. Do well. Do well. If you do well, someone will like you. If mm-hmm. someone likes you, now you get a contract. It's Absolutely. not hard. It's just a lot of work. Absolutely. You, know? you also have to be talented. If you're not no, talented, yeah, no. Like then, it's, then just... It's, it's you're just going there for glorified fun. Exactly. But, but if you're talented, you got opportunity to do some special things. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something that a lot of guys have to look at and it it definitely. I mean, I, I appreciate it, coach. It, it has been an absolute blast talking today about uh, all facets of your game. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on today. But unfortunately, now we are now down to the wire, which means that we're going to do a little run through of what we talked about in today's episode, little kind of speed round of kind of wrapping things up. And we will send you guys off into uh, off into the day, have hopefully having a good day on that. Uh, obviously, thank you so much to Coach Idris Liasu, better known as Coach E, for coming on to today's episode. Coach, so glad thank to have you today. It was, an absolute, it was an absolute blast having Coach on today. We were, we were able to talk about, his, about both his, uh, from his playing career to his coaching career and his scouting days with the Angels. It was a blast getting a chance to talk with him, and we thank him for having us on the show today. But listen... We have many opportunities like this on this show to uh, get people on and interview them like this. So if you guys are interested in watching any other additional episodes of Down of the Wire, either either ones that I posted or ones coming out in the future, you guys can find that on my, you guys can find that 
basically anywhere you stream podcasts, you can find my podcast, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, you can find it. But the main hub that you guys can reach us through is our Instagram. You can follow that at down.tothewire on Instagram. Again, at down.tothewire on Instagram. Coach, I'll let you shout anything out for yourself, uh, whether that be LNM baseball or whatnot, uh, for people to get in touch with that if they're interested, and we, and then we'll sign off. Well, please feel free to uh, check our website out, lnm-baseball.com, lnmbaseball12 on the Instagram and Twitter. Uh, We really appreciate you having us on to give us an opportunity to talk about our program. Um, There's a lot more stuff coming. Uh, 10-year anniversary is about to get blown up, um, and we're really excited to tell everybody about what's coming up, and we're going to have some cool announcements coming up shortly. So hopefully I can get you on my live um, feed and, and, and get you guys up to date with what's going on with us. Absolutely, Coach. If you ever need any help with that, be happy to help. But from down to the wire, I'm Brian Costa. Coach E. And we hope that you guys have an amazing day. Take care. Peace out.